0: What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Pazvon, and you are listening to part two of episode 23 of VGM Generations. And with me this time is Norm Garrett. Yes, I am. And Aaron (laughs) Balachuk. And in this series of episodes, we are talking about Sega, everything Sega month it is. And it is Aaron's turn to go first. Aaron, what do you have for us this week? Let's let's dive right in. Well,
1: uh, last week I talked about the most Sega game of all Sega games, Sonic the Hedgehog. So let's go a little more obscure this time and talk about a game that I don't know if people remember or care about, or have even heard of. Have even heard of? (laughs) This is uh, "Feel the Magic" (laughs) XYXX for the
0: Nintendo DS. Oh, I'm laughing already because we talked about this earlier. I
1: I mentioned I was gonna. I tried to get these guys to uh, guess what my song was. Yeah, but no, there's no no chance of that happening now. Norm, do you remember "Feel the Magic" XYXX? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because, was, this a,
0: was this an on-tour game?
1: This was a game that we on- had on tour. I actually thought I owned this game, but I went back and looked, and I didn't. I played this on the Nintendo Tour. Okay. So, and it is a shame, because I played all the way through this on the Nintendo Tour. I kind of wish I do had, I wish I did have this game, yeah. but I don't. Now, <laughs> next Christmas. This game was actually a launch game for the Nintendo DS in North America. Now, the Nintendo DS, strangely, launched in North America before it did in Japan.
0: I didn't know that. By like
1: two weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and this was one of the original nine North American launch games for it. And this is a crazy, very Japanese-y kind of game. I'm surprised this.
0: I'm got surprised a this was a tour game. Yeah, that's the thing I'm most surprised about. But we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and, and maybe I, I might have overselled the uh, lewdness of maybe. it when we were talking about it last time. So so the game Field the magic X Y X X and X Y X X. Those are supposed to be chromosomes. So male and female. <laughs> Though this game in Japan is actually called I Would Die For You. (laughs) And in Europe and Australia, it is known as Project Rub. (laughs) And it had a uh, a prequel. A a prequel game was actually released the following year. So this was released in 2004 when the DS launched. Yeah. In 2005, a prequel game came out to this game, which was called Where Do Babies Come From? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just bizarre. The whole The whole concept uh, of the game is designed to be like super bizarre. So Japanese. The track that I'm doing is called Rub It. It's essentially the theme from this game. And everything is like, you know, Rub Rabbits and Rub It is because that this game was essentially a mini game tech demo for the DS. It was basically the developers at Sega looked at this and said, well, there's got a microphone in there and it's got a touch screen. So it's all like tapping and rubbing and swiping and blowing into the microphone. And like, what do these actions sort of lend themselves to? Well, how about trying to woo a girl? So creepy.
0: (laughs) This is the most adult we've ever gotten. this podcast.
1: Also also awesome. Is that uh, like I talked about Sonic the Hedgehog developed by Sonic team who were, you know, put together for Sonic the Hedgehog feel the magic also developed by Sonic team.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I got into some weird stuff later on. I'll, Sonic became all sorts of things.
1: Well, the developers specifically worked on this game and you can really see it in the like super colorful, weird silhouette design of Feel the Magic is that a lot of the developers came from uh, Space Channel 5. So it's got that, you know, over the top, super colorful, bombastic Yeah, the like saturation of turned, turned up yeah, The saturation 100. turned up. So this the music for this game was composed by Naofumi Hataya, uh Tomo, Tomoeko Sasaki and Mariko Namba. And uh, I'm only going to say those names once. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good though. Now the uh, object of the game, while you're like rubbing and touching and blowing into the microphone, <laughs> is to win the affections of a nameless, faceless girl with the help of... Faceless. A gl- faceless. Because all the characters in the game are silhouettes. So oh. they appear as like pitch black. Mm. You just see the silhouette and like the clothing that they're wearing. And that's basically it. That's it so weird. It is super weird. So... you are trying to woo this girl, this faceless girl that you meet on the subway or something like that and instantly fall in love with, with the help of a group of unstable weirdos called the rub rabbits. And they're basically this team that goes around. Are they actually rabbits or they're humans wearing rabbit ears? Essentially it's, it's nonsense. (laughs) It's weird nonsense. So the uh, plot is and it's a very creepy plot because it's like boy meets girl girl is absolutely not into this guy at all. Like what's nothing to do with him. Total and stalker. then boy attempts to win over the girl with the help of like adult creeps in rabbit ears and touchy feely mini games. So <laughs> such a weird game though. So, the game is designed. I can't believe this game was on yeah. tour. <laughs> I, like a game like this. Would like was this on in the demo out. station? Well, it was one of the cartridges we had. So we, it, on the DS tour, we didn't have, like, separate stations set up. We just had DSs and cartridges. Oh, okay. So, so it could, was like, up to load.
0: your... It was up to us. Oh, okay. It was our discretion Thank to God. load
1: things in. And I remember being in, I'm like... I'm
0: thinking of, like, a kid walking up to this and his mom being like, Honey, what are you playing? Oh, this is a great game. Well, I mean,
1: the thing is, is that despite being a creepy game, it was designed to be comically silly. Like, it was so over the top. It, like, the developer actually described it as a love comedy story, so... They were trying to make it, like, not creepy. I'm not sure a game like this could be made nowadays. No, absolutely not. Even even despite the fact that it is, so, like... This was what, 2004, you said? 2004. Yeah. Even despite the fact that it is so, like, over-the-top goofy, just the whole premise of, like, yeah, get, like it would this girl run, is, it would this girl run is into not into you, so let's pick crabs off her and dodge charging bulls and, you know, various things of that sort. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well,
2: touching is good, right?
1: Well... <laughs> yeah, I I even wrote that down here somewhere that touching is good because that, that was, was the, the whole slogan, thing. right? During our DS tour, we had like a very creepy kind of, you know, touchy-feely.
2: There was kind of a, yeah, they
1: tried to go for a racy kind of spirit. Yeah, they wanted that. We had like skin-tight shirts and, you know, yeah, and touching is good was the slogan. Good and thing
0: you both had rippling six-packs at the time. Yeah, day. yeah. Of course. Totally. <laughs> And what do you mean uh, at the time? <laughs> Norm's still jacked, but what are you going to do? The director of the
1: game, uh, Takumi, speaking of like sensitivities, uh, the director of the g- game, uh, Takumi Yoshinaga, took constant feedback from his predominantly female development team to avoid incorporating or making it overly offensive. So they were trying to take steps not to make it offensive, but... You know, this is something that maybe should have been the nipped there. in the butt at uh, step one. Mm-hmm. And you look at the cover, like if you actually like look this game up online, the cover is a silhouette of this girl wearing a bikini. So right there on the cover, you know, it's suggestive, it's suggestive. And uh, also this game was listed by Game Informer as one of the top 10 weirdest games of all time. I would agree. And you'll <laughs> certainly hear that in the music when I play <laughs> the, the not... I don't. Uh, I don't know. This isn't going to be. This isn't going to be a toe tapping tune for uh, everyone. Okay. This is uh, "Rub It" from "Feel the Magic." <laughs> It's nonsense in the vein of like Katamari Damacy yeah. kind of nonsense. I can
0: see how this song would get stuck in your head though. Yeah. Like it's got, it's got that quality to and it.
1: I, you know, I've had this song in my video game music collection forever. Like after playing this game, I sought this song out and yeah. I'm like, I got to have this in my collection. That's hilarious. But I do remember, I do remember like specifically demoing this game and showing it to people like at a uh, future shop, just showing it off. Like I was impressed by this game at the time. <laughs> but, That's hilarious. Yeah. I probably would have... You would have hid this game. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would have been like, this isn't... Well, we didn't have many games. I mean, like, no, for the launch, we had, like, this and Mario 64 and... PictoChat. PictoChat. Well, yeah. I remember when we first got the DSs on the tour, they didn't give us any games. We didn't have games, period. Yeah. So we were demoing the menu, PictoChat, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, the only, yeah, the only was, built-in th-
0: piece of software. Yeah, which was, was the tough, dumbest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember, do you remember playing this game on the tour, Norm? I
2: didn't really play it much. I don't, like, we each have had our own kits, right? Mm. Which had kind of, we didn't all have a copy of every game, and I don't think this was one of the ones I
1: got.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Siren was just lucky enough.
1: Yeah, just lucky to
2: play this.
0: And that's (laughs) the thing, is, like, I talk
1: about this game with, about this game with people, and nobody knows this game. Nobody's heard of it. Like, this...
0: I'm I'm guessing it was a flop. You probably actually have a hard time finding a copy. No, like
1: I said, it got a sequel the next year. This was a popular game. Well,
0: just because it got a sequel doesn't mean it was fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right. Well, that's it for... uh, What was it called again? Feel the Magic Magic. XYXX. How is that hard to remember? I was going to call it it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's it for Feel the Magic. Uh, So now we're on to me. And we're back to Sonic. But this time... um, I think I can say this. I'm going to say the latest and greatest, even though it isn't actually the latest, but the greatest of the latest. It's <laughs> a game games. that I really
1: want. I know what you're going Sonic Mania. Say. Yeah, I yeah. want this game.
0: Fantastic game. So uh, the track I picked is uh, Chemical Plant Zone, uh, and I'm going to play you. There's, um, We'll get into it in a second, but there's different versions of the uh, tracks for each act of each level. So each level has two acts and uh, has its own unique music. Uh, This was developed by Pagoda West Games and Headcanon um, and published by Sega uh, last year in 2017. And the music is by T. Lopes, the very talented T. Lopes. So um, Sonic Mania, if you don't know, is kind of a game that harkens back to the original Sonic, Sonic 1, 2, 3 and CD. Um, And... It was pitched by a guy called Christian Whitehead who had previously made the remakes of Sonic, Sonic 2, and Sonic CD for mobile, which, uh, if you don't know, Sega has pushed those out. Uh, they kind of pushed those out at the same time as they pushed out Sonic 4, which was an all-new uh, Sonic game for mobile, which didn't do very well.
1: Um <laughs> It's hilarious they like have the new game that nobody cares about, but it's the throwback to the original games that, that everybody wants. Want. So right? yeah,
0: so they kind of did these up versions of them for mobile. They gave them uh, mobile controls and stuff like that, which actually weren't bad. I have Sonic 2 on mobile, and it's not terrible. Um, so uh, at re- originally he had called it Sonic Discovery, and he pitched it to the series producer uh, Takashi Izuka. Um, and he was said like, I want it to be like a remix of like old and new stuff. We'll put in, you know, we'll update the graphics and we'll do this thing. Um, and, uh, he agreed. Um, and the name Sonic mania actually stuck because no one else could suggest anything better. Uh, <laughs> they came up with Sonic mania and no one suggested anything else. And, um, they said that it's called Sonic Mania because it, uh, references the maniacal fandom that people have for the series. So it said made by maniacs. <laughs> you have to maniacs. be a
1: maniac to be a, a fan of Sonic, Sonic for all yeah. these years and through all the
0: games. Yeah. It,
1: to a degree. Um, <laughs> to, I, you only say that cause you're the biggest Sonic fan in the room. So yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I have to play. I have to downplay the mania. Um, so, uh, yeah, so T Lopes, uh, of Pagoda West games did this, uh, music and, uh, they picked him specifically because he had been doing, um, Sonic remixes on YouTube for years and had been a part of S2 HD or Sonic 2 HD, which is, which was a fan project that a bunch of people were working on to basically completely remake Sonic 2, um, but with HD graphics. And it was totally like a fan internet, you know, crowd project. Um, which I actually, I'd never heard about, which I'm surprised that I didn't catch onto that at some point, but it is out there. You can actually play that. And this chemical plant zone, um, act one sounds almost exactly like the track that he did for that game. So he kind of just took it, cleaned it up a little bit, and then it appears in Sonic Mania. So, um, yeah, let's have a listen to chemical plant zone act one and two from Sonic Mania. So originally, uh, T. Lopes wanted his score to resemble like the Sonic CD tr- soundtrack, um, and he kind of was trying to design it to what he thought a Sonic CD sequel would have sounded like. Um, obviously, with the remakes, he's you know referencing different games in the series, um, but it's all in that sort of style. Um, and then as uh, development progressed, he took a bunch of inspiration from other... Sonic and Sega games such as uh, Revenge of Shinobi and Sega Rally so uh, there's some some Revenge of Shinobi there you go yeah so there's some other uh, Sega references in there which makes it very appropriate for this this month Um, and then to go back to what we were talking about last week um, he did a boss theme for the game in which he very heavily referenced Michael Jackson's work Hmm. so uh, so like we were talking about last game you know the big rumor or last week the big rumor of Michael Jackson having worked on Sonic 3 and having a part of that music no one knows the the true truth but uh but you know it's, it's always like
1: confirmed and then it's like denied. Maybe it's not yeah exactly
0: yeah. so it, it's been up and down for years but um yeah he took inspiration from other music of the 90s including michael jackson so so yeah there's a there's a couple good interviews out there um if you want to read them uh, I've referenced some of the material here but uh the verge did an interview with uh t lopes about uh, this soundtrack specifically, um, he's on Twitter. He's uh, he's uh, you can reach out to him there if you want to thank him for all this great music. It's something I've done. Uh, <laughs> I I honestly think this is like all the new music. Like I'm playing Chemical Plant Zone because Sonic 2 is very near and dear to me. It was my first game. Uh, Chemical Plant Zone has always been my favorite track from that game. So this upgraded version of the music is like is like Christmas. You know, <laughs> Christmas every day for me. So that's why I played you this one. But this whole soundtrack is top-notch stuff like all the new levels are awesome yeah and all the classic remakes are also awesome so it's all just
1: probably going to be my next switch purchase because yeah. i, I want to have this one for the switch too.
0: 100 so. worth it uh the only thing i will say is if you have a ps4 pro um you can actually play this game in 4k which i can't even imagine how <laughs> eye bleedingly good it would work or look because i played it on my just on my computer at home and like from steam and it looks phenomenal um I can't imagine how good it would look in like up 4K. Like I think it would just like, like I said, eye bleeding. Yeah. If you have a 4K TV and you have a PS4 Pro. It's a lot of hardware to put into a Sonic game. Yeah, yeah. it's true. But it's worth it. Yeah. I love <laughs> so, when my eyes bleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's then, that's the goal. Go for it, man. Go for it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my quick pick for this week. Uh, Norm, what do you have for us this week? All right. I'm going to be talking about
2: Uncharted Waters, New Horizons. Um, so I will say... I played this on the Super NES, but uh, it came out for Genesis at the same time, 1995, and also was released on the Sega Saturn. Uh, the music I chose uh, was the one from the Sega Saturn, which uh, after listening to the three choices, obviously I wasn't going to play the Super Nintendo one. Which I is, was going to say. <laughs> which is the one I, I, I'm most familiar with. The Saturn is actually a, a really good uh, update to that one. So that's the one I chose. Um, but... Those who don't know, Uncharted Waters uh, was developed by uh, Koei. Uh, they, they've done a lot of simulation games, like uh, all the Nobunaga's Ambition and um, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdom simulation games. They had a, a bit of a, in, in the mid 90s, they did kind of this special series where they did, they were kind of off the wall sims. So this one is, uh, it's based in the Age of Discovery, so kind of the 1500s. Period. So you're like a Magellan kind of exactly, right? yeah. Sort of just just post Columbus. Um, you kind of establish trade routes and you build a fleet and you can. It's it's actually a really well done open world style game. Whereas you get a ship and you can do whatever you want. You can be a pirate and go steal other ships, or you can um, uh, gather spices uh, and trade them around and get
1: money to build more ships. Uh, that sounds like a game that's absolutely right up my alley and I played a different game on the Genesis called uh, Pirates Gold which was Sid Meier's Pirates and it was the gold edition of that that appeared on there and it was very much you know you get your ship your crew sail around find treasure take over other ships attack the treasure fleet and I love that game Yeah, and uh, I didn't know this game existed now I want to play it there are very few
2: games of this style and yeah a lot of parallels are drawn between this game and Pirates Um, this has a the simulation element of this game is much stronger and I think Pirates is, it's kind of isolated just in the Caribbean, is that correct? Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah. yeah. you And it's, it's pretty like, it's a pretty accurate map. Like it was a mm-hmm. big map and it was an accurate map of the coastline for like, you know, southern part of uh, North America, like the Florida coast down through Mexico, the Caribbean and then parts of South America and it was a great map and I, I, I love that. It, the game itself came with a big unfoldable map of the Caribbean to yeah. navigate through.
2: Yeah, and, so this was, um, the scale was, was reduced. It was, it was a global game. Mm-hmm. So you could go everywhere. So
1: you could circumnavigate the globe, like actually pull it yep. as a full circle there.
2: And like I said, the simulation elements were a lot stronger. So they had things like the, uh, the currents of the ocean were kind of programmed in there. And it, it, was,
1: it was really good, really well done. But, um, I, you know, it's funny, the Genesis, uh, you wouldn't really think of it as a good like strategy and simulation kind of console, but it was, I mean, other games like Populous, Powermonger, mm-hmm. like those were great games on the Genesis. So it's, uh, I, this is one that I should have known about.
2: Yeah. And, and I guess of all simulation games I've ever played, this is definitely my favorite. So I've been wanting to talk about it for a long time. So like I said, it, it's very much an open world game, especially for its time. You could be benevolent and go and, um, I don't know how benevolent you could be, but you could be a real bastard and go discover uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> primitive cultures and pillage them and take their discoveries back to your king. So it's historically accurate. Yeah, you would pick. You would pick your home country. Like mm. there were explorers, and they all came.
0: You know. So what was it like? Italy, France, England, Portugal,
2: Spain, Turkey, England. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So and, and everyone British would Empire, have their it's own. Like,
1: yeah, I, there was that's another parallel between this and uh, Pirates Gold because you suddenly, I suddenly reminded that you could pick your like which country you're affiliated with and I was always like s- the Spain for some reason even though I named my character Swashante which to me was a French name which doesn't mean anything mm. I just pulled that out of my ass when okay. I was a kid <laughs> and then I named my ship it was I was Captain Swashante of the uh, Del Monte so <laughs> like the fruit company
0: that's awesome uh, yeah Swashante Swashante the,
1: the Spanish pirate of the good ship Del Monte that just sounds great. Yeah, I recruit. promised Emily I would talk about pirates gold, so you know it mm. works. Perfect. Oh, okay, <laughs> perfect.
2: Um, yeah, and yeah, you could take over other fleets. Like if you were a merchant fleet, you could get just destroyed by pirate fleets. But there was a trick because you could always challenge the captain to th- the captain of the um, the head vessel to a duel.
0: Oh, ah, pirates you, code.
2: Yeah, and if you won the <laughs> duel, you just basically won the won get the battle. You didn't have to do any of the cannon stuff uh, and uh, but the trick was getting to it cuz the uh, the AI they would always, you know, surround their flagship with the other ships and kind of it was just a fun, but the strategy was always, you know, when you're a teenager, you want to get Sounds like the a most. really
0: really deep game. Yeah, does this
1: ever get a re-release? Can you get it anywhere?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, it's been on a lot of systems. I think it I haven't kept up with a lot of the re-releases, but I know Uh, It's on PC, Uh, Genesis, SNES, uh, Saturn, uh, and I think there are a couple other releases more recently. There have been um, uh, MMO versions of it, Hmm. but only in Japan.
1: Yeah. I was Um, curious because I know, like, um, I don't know if Steam is still doing this, but they had basically a a Genesis emulator on Steam and then you could, like, buy individual games. And I picked up a couple of Genesis games using this system and it was was pretty cool, so...
0: Yeah, I don't know if, it, if that included Uncharted Water. So. No,
1: and I'm not even sure. Do they? St- I, I think I went looking for it a little while back, and they didn't offer like the emulator itself, the, the Genesis system. So I don't know if that's still a thing.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, uh, let's move on to the music. Um, it was composed by Yoko Kano, who is uh, actually she's very prolific in the anime world. She's written scores for Cowboy Bebop, Escaflaune, Macross Plus, Lots wow. of uh, well-known names. Yeah, um, she, she did the music for this. Um, it's very, the music's very subdued in this game, but it's also, uh, it's unique and iconic. She did a really good job. A uh, lot of the themes are, they stand out in my mind. Like, um, the different places on the globe, the ports will have different theme songs. And, and just, whenever I listen to the soundtrack, I think of that area of the world. Uh, so, <laughs>
1: I felt so if was you ever a, go that area in the world, you've got to like sing the song when oh, you step yeah. off the plane. Yep. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> but anyway, let's have a listen. The track I picked was actually the, the pub theme. And I'll talk a bit about the pub system uh, when uh, in a bit. But uh, let's have a listen. Uh, Uncharted waters, new horizon, the pub.
1: said this was the saturn version that you grabbed this is
2: the saturn version yeah Yeah. so um yeah so the pubs every port would have its own pub and you could go there and hire sailors you could gamble you could uh flirt with the waitress and order the every every pub had a unique dish so in in the portuguese ports, they'd have portuguese food if you went to like I don't know where it's like, Hey sailor, you'll like our fried plantain or whatever. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of
1: how you think of the music and that reminds you of the actual area of the world. I hope when you actually go to these countries, you want to do the foods as well. Definitely do. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: absolutely. They, um,
1: yeah,
2: I, I have really fond memories of this game and I actually played it again, uh, just maybe three years ago just to see if it, how it held up. And it was great for me. I mean, I have the nostalgia going, so I can't, say for sure that you guys would get the same out of it but uh, as far as simulation goes uh, this is this is my game game pro said of it at the time uh if you have an interest in four-masted voyages of european discovery you could read a history book or play this game the excitement levels are about the same oh so uh, harsh
0: <laughs> it that is harsh
2: <laughs> a, it might be a slow burn and it might feel clunky if you try it but uh i don't know i for me it was worth digging in yeah
3: hmm
0: Right on.
2: So yeah. And you mentioned naming your ship. Yeah. And yeah. One of the best things for us to do when we were teenagers, of course, was it was me, my brother and co- and my cousin would get along, get around and just hang out and play this game. And yeah, we would name our, our ships, all kinds of, yes, you know, teen related Something names dicks. that you might. Yeah. The, the filthy whore was always our flagship.
0: <laughs> the many dicks. Yeah. The many dicks.
2: So I don't know. We were teenagers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen, there's lots of good Reddit posts of like Zelda games and stuff naming your <laughs> all sorts. Yeah, of anytime
1: you games. give like a naming feature in any game, even just initials.
2: It's, you it's know, like it's, I was uh,
0: talking about last uh, last week is the TTP, mm-hmm. time to penis there.
2: <laughs> I mean, in in our defense, we were trying to sound like grizzled sailors. It's was like, well, <laughs> what would a grizzled sailor call this? Yeah. I and mean, I mean, you know, my dad's a layman. I grew up with him and his friends using, you know, Salty Construction language. Construction site yeah. <laughs> terms. So I know all the good words. Yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> I know all the good words. <laughs> well, it's it's not the
2: words. It's the con, it's, it's the combination of words that yeah. you yeah. learn. And those are the creative ones. Yeah. Cuss
1: like a sailor.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I know all the good words. That's going to be like the tagline for this uh, episode. <laughs> um, so I was just doing some Googling uh, while Norm was chatting there. And there is actually a fan page, uh, f- uh fan website for this game. Because uh, y- you apparently were not the only one that liked it, uh, and it is just Uncharted Waters New and in there they have the downloads, and they have the downloads for all versions of the game. Uh, but they do say on the PC version, um, uh, warning: this is a very old PC executable that will only work well on older PCs unless you are very experienced at running old PC games on modern hardware. Well, DOSBox can probably yeah. So it sounds like that. you yeah. might need you might need to do some fiddling, but. If you want to play it, it's out there for you.
1: Yeah. Oh. You can't put that in the contest because it's basically free out there. It's free you know. out there, yeah.
0: I, maybe, maybe like the, I would be like, I'll remotely log into your PC and get it to ru- work <laughs> or something. <laughs> but that might, that might be a little You didn't want to give us that access. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: I
2: don't recommend yeah. this.
0: Yeah. I, I don't either. Well,
2: um, and just one last thing I didn't mention, uh, this is actually a sequel. There was an Uncharted Waters, um, and I believe it was for Genesis as well, uh, NES and SNES. It was a bit simpler, but. L- Many of the same principles. This just improved upon it and made it a, more of a a complete
1: game. I felt. So, I got yeah, I, I have games. to look now and see if there was actually a rivalry between Uncharted Waters people and Pirates people.
3: Probably. Yeah, I wonder. I like, wonder. Do they it,
1: wave their banners and hate each other? Because you know, my my exploration and discovery pirate game is better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I,
2: I I like to think that they're all happy that the yeah. bo- they both exist because it <laughs> is such a rare
1: genre. It's the Mario and Sonic of yeah love seafaring yeah. it's funny There's,
0: it's like when you talk about this game I can always like imagine like sitting on a carpet floor in front of like an old wooden CRT and playing this game I don't know it's just yeah. something about it feels like totally.
2: nostalgic even though I've never played it and we got so into it though m- the three of us like
0: we would so w- it, it had saves then yeah yeah oh, okay yeah. Save, so, yeah. save games. this was and post post batteries it had, and it cards. had battery saves
2: yeah You'd You'd have battery your...
1: saves existed back to the
0: NES I guess
2: Yeah. 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 Just, yeah yeah anyway yeah Lots Hmm. of good memories in that one.
0: Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. So that's it for our uh, picks this week. Um, And now, Norm, uh, what have you been playing for the past month? (laughs) Uh,
2: Dark Souls 3 more recently. But before that, I uh, played a game uh, that was released in 2017 that I actually really, really liked and was surprised by, Pyre. Uh, from Supergiant Games. I've heard of this, yeah. yeah it was I, it was it was on a lot of people's uh, top games of 2017 lists. And uh, yeah, I've played, you know, Supergiant Games, their other games, Transistor and Bastion. I own and have played them both. Really fo- I've I've always really admired and uh, appreciated their the harmony their games have, you know, their music, their sound, their art and animation. It is 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 some of the best I've seen in any games.
3: Yeah,
0: um, and it all works together so it beautifully all works like together. The, It's it's the, uh, definitely a holistic product. Yeah. When
1: you were coming off this game, though, I was talking to you about it, and it sounded like you didn't quite recommend it, though. Like I, I didn't get the, I don't know. You didn't no. get the impression that like you were you were you were recommending it. I don't know. I. So maybe the, I just misread that you. Maybe. maybe you were really strongly recommending it, and the, I didn't get that. Maybe the one thing.
2: <laughs> the one thing that super giant games is the games have never, the game part of them has never really grabbed me like bastion. I felt got a bit stale, but it was kind of worth it for the experience. Uh, Transistor about the same. Uh, but pyre didn't, didn't really have that. It, it's actually more like an NBA jam game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now it, I really have to play it. Yeah, <laughs> it it's, it, like I don't <laughs> want to say I don't want to say <laughs> yeah. too much about it, but yeah, the, the, it, it's kind of an RPG game, um, but the battles are these rites, uh, and you kind of you have this orb that you have to douse the enemy's pyre with, basically. So each there's a fire at each end of the the battlefield, and um, every time you get your orb to their pyre, it loses hit points. So yeah, I got to bring it to zero. So it's basically like three on three basketball game, yeah. Essentially,
0: yeah, yeah. That's what I okay. Yeah, this is you're r- refreshing my memory, but I I did hear about this game I, even though I didn't play it, and people were saying yeah, it's like a weird mix of like yeah. an RPG and a basketball game, um. But but, but beautifully done. And yeah, so, I, I loved everything about is it. Multiplayer I, in
2: it, or there is a skirmish mode, but oh. for me, it was the world, it was the characters, right. it was the writing, uh, and just experiencing the game was was great for me it was one of the definitely one of the best games i've played in recent history um like the, the combat was a bit it, it almost felt like uh it, it wasn't as smooth having played games like nba jam and hang time you expect something like that but it's not quite as smooth as that but that was fine for me i really like this game and it stuck with me a lot especially the soundtrack which i like listened to nonstop
1: since i finished
0: it yeah work they're always known for having stellar soundtracks really, really for all of their stuff. games. Yeah. So Maybe
1: we'll get a chance to feature it at some point.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, just on this game, like, I think you can kind of watch the evolution of super giant through their games, you know, like mm-hmm. you can see them getting better every time. And like, and yeah. And I also heard that, you know, Like you said, gameplay has never been the biggest part of what makes their game special, but they're getting better. The games are becoming better games as well as beautiful art pieces that they've always been. I'm very
1: curious about this just based on all the things mostly that uh, Norma said, but I'm I'm wary because I own Bastion and I never got into it. I couldn't, like Bastion wouldn't grab me and I
0: tried. I had the same thing and then it's funny because most people I've talked to about Bastion have said that. They said, I played it and it was okay, or I couldn't, I didn't get through it because it never really grabbed me. And it was funny, I was talking to a, f- uh, a new f- uh, co worker the other day, and they're like, That's my favorite game. I've played it nine times. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. Yeah, really? I like, love Bastion. Yep, really I really it. it. I beat it on the console a bunch of times, and then it came to mobile, and I beat it a bunch more yeah. times. And I was like, Wow. So, yeah, it, it, it's definitely, if it's your brand of vodka, you're yeah, exactly. all in it's, it's I, you just have to say stuff.
1: they say that i love that ba- they love bastion and i'm like oh so it's like shadow of the colossus to me so
0: yeah, yeah and that's the thing right like everybody's got those divisive games but bastion's definitely one of them. but pyre i've heard like exactly what you just said is is kind of maybe a broader audience because it's a better game more than it is a art piece kind of thing so yeah
2: and it it it's almost visual novel style character development yeah there, there's choice and stuff and it's Kind of RPG ish. Um, I, I just really liked it. And
0: yeah. yeah, this is one I didn't jump on uh, when it came out, but is is definitely one that I'll I've I'd be happy to try. So it's actually listed as a sports game online too, which is kind of <laughs> funny. It's action role playing game, comma sports game, yeah. <laughs> which I like. So um, you know what? I'm gonna throw Pyre in the giveaway too. It's it's gonna be a good giveaway this month. I guess I'm making up for the I'm making up for last time.
1: Pyre, Celeste, and Sonic. Uh or did you not throw Sonic in? I didn't <laughs> I, throw Sonic in. Okay, I was just I was just
0: making that up. Maybe next time we will. Yeah. But uh we'll see we'll see how how the rest of the month goes. But um yeah, Pyre. We'll throw in Pyre and then also like you said Celeste, Celeste is in there as well. I've done Sonic Mania uh months previous and I think somebody did pick it one month. Hmm. Um but yeah, uh Pyre sounds like a great game for the giveaway. I'm sure like norm saying it's a it's a phenomenal game. So and uh twin that giveaway. What do you do, Norm?
2: Interact with us online, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can find us. Uh, Give us a review.
1: Something, Uh, something iTunes.
0: (laughs) 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 I like throwing it at you guys sometimes just to see where you go with it. Um, Yeah, so that's right. I like to say interact with us in any way, shape, or form on your social media platform of choice. So Twitter, Facebook, we're there. VGM Generations, very easy to find. Uh, You can always send us an email at the email address vgmgenerations at gmail.com. And um, for the contest in particular, uh, we really enjoy iTunes reviews. Uh, iTunes reviews, I've always said jokingly, are worth 5,000 entries into the contest. Not 5,000 games, 5,000 entries. Um, Because it's pretty much an instant win because it's something that helps us out a lot. Analytics are a thing and they mean a lot to us uh, because it helps us, uh, you know, get the podcast in front of more people, get it in front of more eyeballs. And we want you to win. We want and you we to And we want games. you to win. We do want you to have games. So if you are interested in either Pyre or Celeste, which why wouldn't you be? They're two great games. Um, please, please, please reach out. Um, reach out with us. Send us a tweet. You know, give us a like and especially give us an iTunes review. That'd be fantastic. So yeah, that is it for the second week of Sega Month. A quick one, but a good quality one, I think. And we will catch you guys next time.
3: Chee, <laughs>